0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele, a show that matches business mentees with exceptional mentors to provide the skills and knowledge to navigate the entrepreneurial journey. Beyond Mentorship is brought to you with the compliments of Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making.
1: Good evening, good evening to you, the listeners of 101.9 High FM as well as 91.9. Uh, welcome to this week's installments of beyond governance my name is nimrot Timbele, and uh, thanks for tuning in as we continue to elevate uh, the voices of small businesses in the country i'm pleased to share this space and time with you once again as we share business insights from perspective of seasoned entrepreneurs who are lifting others as they rise i'm sure you will agree with me that the role of uh, you agree with me on the role of uh, small businesses in reviving the stagnant economy such as ours it is common cause in both developed and developing countries that small businesses are the engines of economic growth uh, and entrepreneurs have oppor- a huge role to play in creating jobs opportunities. It is also a in my view that government must, must always create a conducive environment for small businesses to thrive. And of course the spin-off of uh, small businesses thriving are quite incredible yeah, and you know, to the benefit of the state as it were. Uh, well, as we proceed, the entrepreneurs who grace the show provide, you know, astute, uh, practical insights on, on some of the tools and techniques they, you know, they, they use to for, for you to become successful invariably. Uh, entrepreneurs that you bring in our midst understand the complexity of the environment which they play. I mean, they often deal with issues such as access to capital from commercial banks and government funding institutions access to technical skills, access to market for products and services, access to uh, networking opportunities to expand reach of the products and services that you offer. Uh, so these are some of the things that from time to time they, they bring forth, and I hope you will be in a position to amass as much as, as insight as possible to better prepare your business. And again, as we proceed, our guests will always provide tips on how best to address some of these issues which which matters in in the main um, as we proceed um, and of course in line with the several discussions we've held to date most of most of the guests have, have painted a particular picture which uh, in my view begins to identify critical pockets or critical as- aspects that are worthy of being looked at for an example um, if you have been if you if you're approaching a mentor or any business any business advisor first and foremost what is emerging is that you need to understand your product and services you need to understand your competitors you know and you need to understand the size of the market that you want to play in you also need to know your value proposition inside and out which means what is it that you bring into the full what is what is so unique about your product? and what is your proposed marketing strategy, strategy? And the, and the pricing strategies, in the way. So these are some of the issues that are beginning to emerge. Uh, every now and again, and we have discussions with um, esteemed guests. In a nutshell, um, f- you obviously as an entrepreneur, you you must have done your research. You know, for you to secure mentor, because they're they're quite busy people. So if you be, if you be, if you are ready, you're likely to um, make a big difference. You know, being ready being ready that means ability your ability to ask pertinent questions will give you um, will certainly give a mentor a bit of insight about who you are as a person so these are some of the issues that um, are beginning to emerge from the several discussions we have had with our mentors Uh, anyway if you as we proceed if you miss any of our shows not to worry simply visit our website which is uh, www.chai.com and tell us your thoughts. Our SMS line is 34519. The telegram is 061-895-1095. And, of course, your views and thoughts are most welcome via my Twitter handle, which is the Dr. embedded uh, once, <coughs> uh, once again, I want to express my gratitude to 101.9 High FM as well as 91.1 Management uh, to have the show brought to you live uh, a word of thanks also goes to the afternoon drive under the leadership of Michael McKenna for keeping le- for keeping a the listener tuned. And I'm also hopeful that you'll stay tuned uh, on this particular program uh, as we as we probe very interesting uh, discussions that be that will be of interest to you. Last but not least, allow me to thank Craig, who's in the controller, as well as Harish Shalake, the producer of the show. Gentlemen, thank you very much in advance as we proceed. Um, If you miss any of our show, like I said, simply go to our website, download it, and really give us your thoughts and views. Um, As we proceed, uh, in tonight's conversation, we are putting a spotlight on yet another uh, exciting trailblazer by the name of Mwana Mokoni. She runs a company called Abbott Technologies, which provide a range of IT solutions. We're going to just have a second and quickly welcome Mwana Mokoni. And, and and thank for her time good evening ma'am and welcome to your mentorship
2: good evening Nimrod thank you so much to the listeners and thank you so much for the opportunity
1: you're most welcome I hope
2: you've had a great day thus far
1: uh, so far there's been absolutely beautiful except the mayhem on the on the traffic and the rain it just made oh, things. Okay. <laughs> and of course you all that comes with it, a bit of uh, uh, wet noses and coughing and stuff like that but anyway that's all in a day's job um, and yes. again I, I, employ, I employ you as you've tuned in to weigh in on our conversation if you've got any questions to ask Nwana uh, Mukoni please our, our SMS line is 34519 the telegram is 109 and of course your views and thoughts are welcome by my Twitter handle uh, before we get into the gist of our conversation we're going to take a break and we'll be back in a second.
3: Did you know that most statistics for commercial and social research are tested for accuracy at a 95% confidence level? As specialists in the field, we do test between 90 and 99% confidence levels. This is not to be confused with our name. Plus 94 is a celebration of the miracle post-94 in South Africa. We can still test the accuracy of your data at 94%. It is in our name to give you the confidence you need. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making.
0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. is brought to you with the compliments of Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making.
1: Welcome back. This is Beyond Mentorship. My name is Nimrod Mbele. We have just started. I'm in the company of a uh, formidable lady by the name of Wanamukoni, uh, who is the founder and CEO of About uh, About About Technologies, um, before we start, Wanamukoni, uh, I'm sure the listener will be quite keen to know when you started your business and what prompted uh, the business in IT. Oh, thank you, Nimrod. We started the business in
2: 2005. And my business partner and I, Paso Mugoni, we are both software engineers working for several companies as consultants in the software space. So what was imperative and what we didn't see a lot of was black owned software solutions companies developing their own software. Um I mean, they taking back to when we went to university, we were learning all the technologies such as your Oracle, Um, Microsoft and these are technologies from overseas and you would see other small businesses or startups in Israel or the USA developing solutions from those platforms so it was like how come we as Africans are not developing our own products and also most importantly it's good that we develop our own products so that we also start solving Africans problems so that we don't have someone from either Germany or USA or anywhere else coming to solve our problems and dictating to us. So that was our great mission as to, we need to also change the mindset that black technology companies, especially on the software side, cannot be producers of their own software, but we're always consuming. So that was one of the key things that made us start about technology.
1: Thank you very much for that. I mean, it's quite interesting. 2005, so you are no longer fresh. uh, You know, you're no longer wet behind your ears. uh, Given that the the amount of time that you've spent, Um, take us through some of your earlier challenges that you that you have experienced, because these are challenges that ordinarily any single business that is starting would have encountered. I tell you why I'm asking this question, because we've got a lot. Majority of our listeners are actually. Uh, buzzing interpreters and who want to take lessons from someone like you uh, So uh, we take this kind of issues quite seriously uh, For they they land on fertile ground particularly those that want to pursue IT or um, software uh, Engineering so take, t- t- take us through that, please
2: All right, the challenges that we encountered number one for me as a female was is this your company? And because even till today, unfortunately, we find ourselves that there's not a lot of females in the tech roles. So you're always getting questions as to, is this your company? There's no one else behind the scenes. Or what do you know about software development and the whole software development lifecycle and so forth? The second thing that we, because we were still young, ageism played a factor as to, again, is this your company? And because then it's a case of software companies if you look at your data centrics the uh, Deloittes, and yeah so, ijima there's big uh, corporates and also now when you find a software development company like ours, like is there a white person who is funding this organization or who is actually the key person so it's they thought it was more of a fronting exercise because i remember when we were at one of the escom small business development expos And many of the people who would come to our stand would always be asking, is this your company? When we say yes, then like, okay, they change their mindset in terms of, okay, they are willing to engage with us because people are always afraid as to let they not engage with a company that is um, fronting any other white person. But also it's being taken seriously again as to that you can deliver. Now, what most people don't understand is a sm- small business is much more agile. We don't have to go through like 20 exco steerco meetings just to say, we want this application into production. We are always close to the customer. We know what our customer's needs are, and we're always researching and trying to keep abreast of trends, whether it's local trends or international trends. So when you're competing with the corporates, it's always a challenge to prove yourself that you can do it because A weird thing is when we were still, before we started the organization and we were consulting for these corporates, I mean, as an individual, I know as a project manager, I would, uh, and even an implementation consultant, I would manage sites of like 200 users. Sometimes it would be multiple sites with 50 users at each site. But people have this weird notion that once you leave this big brand, then and start your own company. They think your knowledge or experience stays behind, which is not the case. So we've had to do lots of fighting and in terms of changing the stereotype and building relationships to show that we can do it. And it's also, as a small business, you're challenge that because you're small, can you deliver? What happens to the system fall over? Whereas a, a big company will always say, oh, I can go sue this other company. What am I gonna get from you?
1: Right. Interesting. There's quite a number of loops and hoops that you had to jump. I mean, um, the first one being uh, being female and black and question that, is this your company? Is this not a front? Those kind of entrances, I suppose, um, let me put it this way. How did you feel when, you know, would be client asking those kind of questions?
2: Uh, It didn't feel good because I know the amount of hours that one would spend working in the server rooms. I mean, I used to implement IT service desk systems. I used to implement CRM solutions. So in those situations, you're configuring your Outlook, you're configuring servers, you're working on weekends. And I'm putting in as much effort as what my male counterpart would be putting in, if not more. So for me, it's like I am not going to ride on all like or female also give her first preference for me it's about the experience that speaks for itself so it's always a continuous uh, journey of having to prove yourself to say this is what i'm capable of this is what i know and either you take it or leave it but it's always that making sure that when we deliver well our clients are happy because that particular client then provides a base for your next opportunity
1: it's quite interesting that you had to, obviously, part of your journey as you become uh, aware of typical questions, typical stereotypes, uh, you obviously had to adjust. You also raised a very pertinent issue about, and uh, not just only about mindset, but uh, changing the mindset, changing the stereotypes, but you also had to, you are quite nimble, you are quite agile as a small companies, which made a huge difference for you uh, in, in getting the services out there a lot quicker something of which uh, if you were to buy similar product from a relatively larger companies because of red tape you you you, you saying to us it is being small it's actually an advantage which um uh, the listener um the entrepreneur who's keen must actually see that as a benefit and not as a uh, as a handicap while you're pondering on the response let's go back uh, let's take a break we'll come back in a second we've weathered the unexpected we've stepped into a new world and now it is a time for our businesses to
3: re-emerge sure-footed clear-headed and strategically on point It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. PLUS 94 Research, the science of decision-making.
0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele is brought to you with the compliments of PLUS 94 Research, the science of decision-making
1: welcome back um, if you've just joined us we're pretty much about five ten minutes into our very interesting discussion I'm joined by Wana Mukoni, who is the CEO a founder and a CEO um, at Abbott Technologies before we took that break she was giving us very interesting insights that um, any entrepreneur especially when you're black and female, are likely to experience in the market she obviously detailed with they had to deal with stereotypes that every time when she, first of all, she was relatively young at the time, and being black and female, the question was, is this your company? Are you not fronting? And and as, once you manage to go through that particular hoop, there were other challenges that um, she, will, she will obviously unpack as we proceed. Um, before we took that break, uh, the, the question for me is, how far have you managed to break the proverbial Glass ceiling, as it were. Same, some of the challenges are they still? Are you still encountering the same challenges, or the, the challenges that you're now experiencing are slightly different because you've, re, or you've really established a, a business profile, you are known in the market, you've probably networked extensively. What sort of other challenges are you currently experiencing in which a buzzing entrepreneur is likely to encounter, of which your insight will make a huge difference to them?
2: Yes, thank goodness uh, some of the challenges uh, have, we've all managed to overcome them, like the age thing and the gender thing is still an issue, but we don't let this still stop us. We ha- are finding that there is a change in mindset with the clients uh, that we are approaching. And also with our track record or portfolio that helps clients have, or rather become more comfortable because when they see, oh, you've worked with such a big client, maybe such as EY or Absa, then to them it's like, oh, okay, if those two companies of such, uh, who are, which are multinationals can take a chance on you, so that means, okay, we can also take the same chance with our technology. What we've also experienced, but which is what we're seeing is changing, is in terms of access to market and also funding. Because when we started, things such as um, angel investors was not a thing in South Africa. And I remember when we were in Silicon Valley in 2013, almost every evening there's always pitch sessions there's investors looking for the next big thing because that side it's like we don't want to get left behind what if this company that we are that is pitching to us is probably the next facebook or meta now is the next x or is the next uh, new technology platform that's going to take over the world so whereas in south africa it was still slow i mean even now yes we're seeing a lot of angel investors coming onto the board, but it's still taking a lot because what's also crucial, especially in the tech space, people don't understand that when you're looking for funding, especially in some of, let's say, government organization or some of these enterprise and supply development organizations, when I remember one time there was funding that we're looking for, and because we're a tech company, they wanted to just give us marketing uh, in terms of a website and it's like no that's not what we need what is key in the software space and also i think in other industries is research and development so if we see a lot of if we see a lot more angel investors or any other investment vehicle looking at ideation funding that would help a lot because then you're able to go through the ideation process prototype it and see where how far your product can go through? Whereas now, in South Africa, we're seeing only when you are, have reached some sort of traction, maybe three or four clients, and the investors will look at how much money are you or income are you getting from those investors. So it's in terms of access to market and also the funding.
1: No, no, these are very two critical points that any business person will encounter: access to market and funding. And you're saying. Uh, you were able to penetrate the market because you want, You attended a seminar at Silicon Valley, and and how did it go? One and two, um, to what extent South African investors are actually hungry to take to take um, or to support entrepreneurs such as such as yourself in this particular space? uh w- when we went
2: to Silicon Valley, even Israel, it's quite interesting for them. They are hungry for funding new ideas and seeing how far they can take the startup, what support do they need. So it's almost like you need to be in the right environment and then you'll get the right investors who are willing to put their money, their time, because mentorship is also crucial besides the money that an investor would pump into your business. In South Africa since then, I have been seeing a lot of change. I mean, there's Almost now every second week, one would get an email that, oh, okay, there's this um, networking session where there's investors or uh, whether it's an angel investor or a VC venture capitalist willing to pump in money. But where it needs to also change is, let's say, organizations such as IDC, the bigger ones, the NEF, where they need to start changing their mindset and understand because the issue that we see is these organizations or these programs for funding are not run by entrepreneurs. So they do not understand what the challenges that an entrepreneur faces on a day-to-day, because when you're busy, they say, no, you must go market, but you're thinking, okay, I need money for my salary. I need money for petrol. I need money for, let's say, airtime and data. They don't understand how to properly support you, because when you're working with someone who knows that at the end of the month, their salary is guaranteed, whether they do a good job in terms of processing your application fast or not that's where the misalignment is and also with the also the non-financial support that is also provided some of these organizations don't know how to really understand they've never really sat down with an entrepreneur to say this is what exactly do you need besides funding what else do you need because you can give someone a million rand but if there's no other non-financial support such as mentorship sponsorship access to market because when you get a million rand and you don't have clients to service, then it's a huge disaster and you're finding yourself in a debt phase again. So we need to change the mindset and also with the banks, what I've seen for me, honestly, it's all talk when they say, oh, we're funding small businesses or startups, but they are very risk averse to them. It's like, "Mm, is this company going to thrive? Is this company going to, or this business owner or owner is going to bring back my money? but that whole mindset needs to change and create a conducive environment for entrepreneurs to be able to thrive and also collaborate.
1: Interesting observation indeed. <laughs> there, are, there are two points that you raised that I want you to make a follow up on. One, obviously, it's the fact that um, the officials who work for government funding institutions, they themselves, they've never, or well, most of them have either don't know um, you know, how to support up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Uh, and the other points that you've raised is the fact that banks, uh, because they're risk averse, they, they all just talk that will support this and that and that. But these obviously big challenges that you have encountered, which uh, um, majority of, of up-and-coming businesses are going through the same kind of issues. We have instances where your IDCs of this world some of those guys for the right reasons, obviously they, they mean they, they mean well however the execution because they don't have the inside of your business they are they are likely you know to, to fail or they're likely not to give you the kind of support that you need how did you manage those kinds of challenges
2: well for so us uh, we haven't as yet uh, sought for funding this is a journey that we will be seeking it but through the engagements with them. It's all about helping them understand what does an entrepreneur want? What is required when you're running a business? What type of support do you need? So it's not an, a once sort off thing that uh, an entrepreneur must engage with these uh, customers or rather these organizations, but they also need to start coming to the party and really being intentional about it. We see the programs, for instance, where SiDA would say, we are here, we're coming to support you. And what I like, uh, one of the Cedar programs, they help with quality management, which is great for entrepreneurs. But beyond that, how and also the exposure to, let's say, foreign markets in terms of, let's say, going to Mauritius or Germany. So they help entrepreneurs go overseas and see, is your product exportable? But they, you, you still find some of those programs, even though they're well-meaning, they're still almost like a checkbox exercise where organizations just use them to get your points and say, oh, okay, we've trained 100 entrepreneurs for 2024. But in terms of the impact, impact is the biggest thing as to if ever technology has come into your enterprise and supplier development program, what are you aiming to achieve with this organization? Rather take maybe two entrepreneurs into your program and make sure that they're ready to become suppliers, and then take it from there. Instead of going for 20 entrepreneurs that you're not going to be helping.
1: Thank you very much. That's a that's a very fascinating story that you're sharing with with us. Certainly, you um, know uh, everyone who's listening to the show, whether you're in a car, you're at home. Um, you're just working around. You're certainly benefiting uh, immensely. Uh, and I'm sure wanamukoni would be pleased to respond to any of your questions. Our SMS line is 34519. Telegram is o six one eight nine five one zero nine, And, of course, your views and thoughts are most welcome via my Twitter handle, which is Dr. Mbele. Um, the other point that you raised, which is quite critical, um, is that mentorship, you know, uh, is crucial because without that kind of a big brother or a big sister... Giving you technical support that you desperately need um, in your business, uh, you are likely to fail. Take us through who gave you that? Who who was that brother or sister? Via uh, obviously in in a form of an institution um, that that was that sort of held you by the hand um, to a point where you you are where you are today.
2: Geez, there, there's been a lot, and one of my favorite sayings is. It takes a village to raise a child. And my business partner and I, Paswa, are fortunate that even before we started Abbott Technology, when we're still employees, we had great mentors. Because, number one, for a university student to transition into the workplace, it's a huge gap or huge jump that you're trying to understand the working world, trying to understand what I studied, I don't think it makes sense. And you are feeling very insecure about what you learned at school compared to what you're now having to do on a daily basis, in as much as you also have to deliver to a customer. Now we've had many mentors along our employee career, and then also when we started with our, the business, we've still been having mentors, and one of the mentors right now that we work with is Komoto Lebele, he's uh, part of Accenture, and he's been guiding us in terms of, okay how do you navigate certain world how do you approach certain opportunities and he, he's opened us to his network so we also have mentors that are based in germany usa as well as israel and that provides a good perspective as to not what's happening in south africa or africa but also how is what's happening in the usa going to affect south africa what trends coming up that we haven't been exposed to in south africa or africa are now bubbling under for instance having gone to us 2013 the concept of big data hadn't picked up a lot in south africa whereas that side it was almost like their daily bread so having to engage with a lady by kalika who was working at disney interactive and understanding what big data does how they use big data in their prop, um, product development and how to make changes that don't take two years but you can make changes with the use of data within two hours that has helped that a lot to navigate and also mentorship or even sponsorship opens doors because there's many rooms that you cannot get into and sometimes you don't want to be wasting like five years trying to knock onto this door and it doesn't it's not opening So having a good mentor or sponsor is very good because number one, you avoid some of the pitfalls that they went through when they were either running their business. Number two, you get to get insights as to, Oh, this is how you sell. For instance, we're very, we were very technical. I mean, as software engineers. Now how do you move from a technical perspective to becoming a salesperson? The process is not about, Oh, my product can process so many megabits of data. My product has this funny or sexy button. It's all about what benefit does your product bring to the customer? Is it saving money? Is it helping improve their productivity? How is it helping them with regards to their customer experience? So that's a totally different change because when you're in a technical role, whether it's in software development or in manufacturing and or the automotive space, most of the time we focus on my product is better but yes it's better or good but what does it mean for the customer so that's where the mentors have played a pivotal role in helping us change our mindset start becoming more sales driven become customer focused in how we provide solutions and it not just be oh give this customer solution just for the sake of it
1: I, after this show, I'm going to come to you for a bit of lessons, because trust me, I have learned so much <laughs> <laughs> from you. Uh, the, the most important part that, that you kept on hopping on has to do with the significance of identifying mentors um, within, the, within your space and outside your spaces. You've made reference to mentors that you have, you have had the privilege of working with in Israel and in the U.S., uh, and, and so on and so forth. So it is quite important that um, if you are an entrepreneur, you've just started your business. One of the key things that you have to look at, you have to look at who's going to support me um, in this particular space. Where are they? Because the more you have, the, the more mentors you have in your midst, the better you are exposed because you un- you understand products, not only from a limited market for, you also understand a product from how it has been consumed by other countries and whether you are catching up or not. So those are very useful and pertinent points that you have shared with us regarding the, 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 the significance of having a mentor. Quite pleased that you have identified mentorship as as a as a critical cog in the wheel, because um, you've made reference to mentors in Israel, you've made reference to mentors here, and mentors you made reference to mentors in the U.S. So these types of mentors, then when they come to you, they sort of broaden up your horizon so that you're able to see the bigger picture. And what is also quite interesting is the fact that. You might be a software engineer knowing the product, but how you sell the product is something that is completely different. Your take on that?
2: Yes, no, that is quite important because even with some of our clients that we've been with for a long time, we've managed to evolve our relationship in terms of where they start becoming mentors or advisors to our business. Now, that is also crucial because they help us navigate their industry like let's say we want to for instance wanted to get into the mining sector so if we had a client they or have a mentor there they're able to teach us that here the language or the jargon in the mining sector you need to speak in this way you need to sell your product in this way it's not going to be the same as if you're selling the same product like let's say you're doing process automation or you're doing uh, artificial intelligence how you sell it in the mining sector won't be the same as how you do it in the banking sector or even the retail sector so we are privileged and for us besides being mentored or having sponsors we also want to are intentional rather about paying it forward to other individuals or startups that are also in our sector looking to navigate this world of entrepreneurship
1: on that note let's have a let's take let's pay our base we'll come back we'll come back in a second Did you know
3: that where markets are concerned, it's not easy to detect the difference between objective and subjective reality or between reality and fantasy? The business's view of the consumer has serious bottom-line implications. At Plus94 Research, we help businesses cut through the uncertainty by gathering and processing real consumer intelligence through advanced scientific research methodologies. Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making.
0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. is brought to you with the compliments of Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making.
1: Welcome back to Beyond Mentorship. My name, my name is Nimrod Mbele. Uh, I am joined by the one and only um, entrepreneur who is really making, making us very proud Gwana uh, Mukoni, who is a CEO and a founder at Abbot at Abbot College. Before I'm, I'm Abbott Technologies. Uh, before we 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 took that break, um, you you gave us very snippets, if you like, of uh, the kind of work that you are now doing to pay forward, to use exact words, because you you've realized the importance of a mentorship. Take us through your program. Um, how do you envisage you know paying forward look looking like uh, from those that that you want to mentor
2: so one one of the big plans that we have at our technology is starting an academy because over the years we have realized there's a big gap between academia as well as the working world or industry so we want to work closely with universities especially uh in the rural areas but also those uh similar to the TV, uh the technical vocation and education training centers. How do we work closely with them and give the students an opportunity of being close to the working space because they go to school, the students, but don't unfortunately have access to then employee or rather employment. But also we want to change the mindset that you don't have to go to school and become employed. While you're still at university, start thinking about, can I be an entrepreneur? What societal problem is being faced in my environment, my neighborhood, and what can I do to solve it? And then the other opportunity that we've been doing over the years is working with the Tsimulukong precinct. That's uh, managed by the Viz University. We've been business and technical coaches on three of their programs. One was in line with the IBM technology entrepreneurs. So we were coaching the startups that were in the tech sector. And then my favorite one was for the Yabasadi program. There it was taking women owned businesses and seeing how can they apply for technology in their businesses. And there you would find there's ladies who are in catering, ladies who are in um, event management, and there was another lady who was selling medical devices in Ghana. So how do you then use 4IR technology in your industry? So one of the ladies who was running an event catering company, she was using augmented reality to create golf for her clients. And this, was, this came in the middle of COVID as to we've got clients. We used to have physical golf days, but now how do we provide the same opportunity without being physically present in that environment. And then we had another organization. They, it was two ladies, Mango Kosana, but they were there in the experiential space, uh, theater production, and they also were using augmented reality and virtual reality to say, how do I or create an environment, not only for my customers in South Africa, but how do I use virtual reality to create immersive experiences for potential customers in the USA or anywhere else around the world. And so it was quite interesting to change their mindset as to this is how technology works. This is how technology can improve your businesses. And also, what is key is when you're working with people that are not in a tech sector, they're afraid of technology. And for us as Abbot Technology, we pride ourselves in saying, you don't have to understand technology. You need to understand your problem and articulate it well we as a service provider or your mentors will then help you navigate as to what technology vehicle or tool is best suited to answer your problem statement so many uh, people say i don't know technology i don't understand it but it's like it's not about saying oh i understand how chat gpt works in the background no you just say, what do you want to achieve? Do you want to write a proposal? Do you want to write a presentation or generate images uh, within less than five seconds? This is how we can do it or help you with developing the right prompts. Let's say when you use ChatGPT, how do you create the chatbot and for your website? And what is the purpose of the chatbot? So we are always having to demystify that tech is difficult and also that you need to be almost like at a certain iq to understand technology it, it's not that way
1: that's certainly good news to uh, everyone who's listening to the show i certainly make a lot of sense to me um so it's, it's quite clear that you you you're supporting or mentoring or coaching uh, a, a number of up-and-coming businesses uh, and to your credit that's something that that is quite important and we're quite excited to, to hear that um as you've to put it out, it takes a village to raise a child. You have become that particular villager because you plow them back by by helping up-and-coming small businesses, you know, to to advance their products through um, uh, uh, augmented reality, and you're able to help them demystify the challenges of technology, which is something that is quite remarkable. Yes. But but as we proceed. Um, because it, it takes a particular, one one of the issues that you raise is that um, because you're working with universities, you want to bridge the gap between academia and the world of work. You work with colleges, you work with universities, so that, um, you know, uh, those particular youth or those particular students have to have a different mindset before they, you know, by the time they get to work. What sort of mentality are you looking for um, in would be an entrepreneur so that they, 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 they understand the importance of the, the importance of assuming that role or becoming entrepreneurs what kind of a person are you looking for
2: with entrepreneurship it's not easy it's almost like for those who watch uh, road racing like running the comrades marathon it's a long journey it's not a sprint and if you are in it Yes, being an entrepreneur is about making money. You can't run a business and not see how I can generate income for myself and my team and so forth. But if you're getting into it with, without having the right reasons, and for you mentioned your value proposition is not well defined, then you're going to be failing. And that's one of the key issues that we see with entrepreneurs, especially when you find some people unfortunately get into entrepreneurship because they were retrenched, or they come from a very disadvantaged background. So they see this as a way out to get income. So you always need to know that it is for the long haul, is not simple and focus on your journey and keep reinventing yourself, keep researching. You need to keep abreast of what's happening, trends in your market. So for instance, if you are in the manufacturing space, you need to understand how can I provide a better product how do i provide a better let's say you're manufacturing cars how do i make my car better than this other brand and that's important that you know what's happening in terms of um the trends in with regards to south africa like if you're gonna get a car and get into the electric vehicle space how you're gonna navigate load shedding issue that we are looking at perhaps you can look into hydrogen for instance and then look at what other countries that are ahead with regards to automotive manufacturing. How are they improving themselves? What trends are they uh, implementing that I can then bring into my industry? So it's a continuous cycle and always remember to almost like have a, a North Star as to what is the bigger goal that I want to achieve. So for us, it's been that African technology company with a global impact and creating solutions that can impact global industry. So we are uh, on our way there having two of our products in final stages of development. So when it gets hard, it's always that North Star that you have to keep going at and re- reminding yourself as to why you are in it. Because in some cases, you have friends that will buy a new vehicle, a new car, and at that point in time, you might find that you don't have enough money even to buy lunch or mm-hmm. even to buy airtime. So you cannot be despondent and surround yourself with other entrepreneurs because this journey can be lonely and a good support system at home is key. If you are if you have that type of support system from your wife, husband or mom, daughters, that will really help. And also attending enough networking events so that you can see you know what when it gets hard, I'm not the only one. So yeah, so I would say definitely, Oh, the other most important thing is failing. We are afraid of failing as entrepreneurs. And even sometimes when things are bad, we don't want to say that, "ish, I lost this deal or it's taking much longer than before. But if we can embrace that failure is all about growing and learning from that lesson, then that's key. We need to learn how to fail fast so you don't dwell on an issue for five years. If you can say, okay, this is what I've done. When you're chasing certain clients and they're not coming back to you or they're giving you the runaround, just say, you know what, I've given it my absolute best. Then uh, let me move on to a next opportunity. Maybe the client is also not ready. I'll (laughs) come back when they are ready. Yeah,
1: These are certainly useful tips that you are giving um, us and we're definitely making notes and we're definitely following them. Uh, Let's take a break as we gravitate towards the end of the show. We'll be back in a second.
3: Did you know that most statistics for commercial and social research are tested for accuracy at a 95% confidence level? As specialists in the field, we do test between 90 and 99% confidence levels. This is not to be confused with our name. PLUS 94 is a celebration of the miracle post-94 in South Africa. We can still test the accuracy of your data at 94%. It is in our name to give you the confidence you need. PLUS 94 Research the science of decision-making.
0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele is brought to you with the compliments of Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making.
1: Welcome back. This is Beyond Mentorship. It's amazing how to fly when you're really having fun. I am joined by Mwana Mukoni, uh, who is the founder uh, and CEO at Abort Technologies. Before we took that break, he was giving us uh, very interesting and practical insights on what is it that a successful business person ought to do. The key word I've picked up the what is your North Star. You must always have that bigger picture in mind and and always do your research. Keep 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 abreast with the latest trends in the market because when you are researching, you are networking, you are attending those seminars and workshops, from time to time, you you are inherently or invariably keeping abreast with the latest technologies or latest trends, which makes you the kind of conversation that you have with other entrepreneurs become relevant. And the other important point that she brought to us, as a matter of fact, is that when you, it's a very lonely journey, and you need support structure, whether be it your your partner, your 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 brother, your cousin. Um, anyone else that you can bring into your fold, you do, know, you do need those particular individuals for entrepreneurship journey. It's a very lonely journey. But you will, if, for as long as you have your, your North Star, you know, uh, within, with, within your midst, for as long as you don't forget the reason why you started this thing in the first place, um, you're you, likely to succeed. The other issue that you brought to attention is the embracing of failure. Any of you failing, it's it's all about growing. So if you failed, don't lose sight of the bigger picture because you will succeed at some point. So these are very practical and useful approaches. And one thing that I like that you that you raised that, pff, entrepreneurship is not for anybody. And there are people who just, obviously, by default, because one has been retrained, one is not looking for, for a job in a long time. They are ah, let me try and do this thing uh, of, of being an entrepreneurship. So you really need to invest time and energy around your product. You must really research as widely as possible, have as many conversations as possible with people who are in that particular field. She raised another pertinent point around the significance of getting a mentor. Um, she, she, she was obviously had, she was fortunate to have had a number of mentors locally and abroad. So there is a, light, a value of, of a mentor. As we, con- as we uh, conclude, Nganamukone, uh, uh, what are your final words for up-and-coming uh, entrepreneurs, especially to those that may want to be supported or mentored by yourself?
2: That's a difficult question. (laughs) Uh, For me, it's like never give up. And being here for such a long time, it's always easy or there's that temptation to say, you know what, let me go back to the corporate space. And even when you do have clients, but once uh, you stay in it for the long haul, as I was using the analogy of the Comrades Marathon, is it's a long journey and also keep pivoting and understanding that this is where I am. So don't get stuck like, okay, I was supposed to be selling tomatoes, but you see that there's many other entrepreneurs now selling tomatoes. What else can you do? Maybe you can sell tomatoes and make gravy or add pop or meat onto your. So diversity, diversification is also important. So in terms of being mentored by me, unfortunately for this year, uh, I won't be doing much mentorship. Uh, I've just taken a break from it so that I can focus more on growing the business. And But definitely from next year. But if people do want to maybe ask a question, I am open. They can get me on my social media platforms. I'm on X and LinkedIn as well. And they can also send a question to hello at about tech, abottech.co.za.
1: Can you repeat that for us, please?
2: Hello at Abbott Tech, so it's the word hello, at A, B for Barry, <laughs> O for October, double T for Thomas, E, Elephant, C for Chai FM, H for hospital, .co.za.
1: Absolutely. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it here. Thank you very much for coming through. Uh, you have seriously made a big dent in our understanding of on the importance of of entrepreneurship, and we appreciate the fact that you're also paying forward. You've had, you've helped so many people, and I'm sure the majority of people that you've been able to help, whether through IBM startup program, Yabasadi program, as well as Simulukong, the, uh, the one that has been done by the Vest University, you have changed so many lives. And through you, they are better off because they now understand uh, augmented reality. They understand how to market. They understand how to sell the products. They understand the importance of networking and attending those courses. They understand uh, the importance of, of staying ahead of the curve. Thank you very much for your contribution. We have certainly benefited immensely.
2: Thank you so much Nimrod and your team, and also to the listeners. It was an insightful session.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, that was Wanamukoni, um, uh, who is the founder and the CEO at Abud Technologies, giving us very interesting practical uh, practical approaches on 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 how you can evolve as a man as a business person and most importantly how she's been able to support via mentorship and coaching other businesses unfortunately cannot repeat this we have run out of time uh, I mean stay safe and remember to be kind Shalom we've weathered the unexpected we've stepped into a new world
3: and now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses
2: and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making.